Welcome to the Gratitude and Children podcast, part of a series of podcasts under the Gratitude in the Workplace channel. My name is Dr. Deborah Stewart, and I'm an organizational psychologist who researches the essential components of positive workplace cultures. These podcasts also support the Workplace Gratitude course for leaders offered through my online courses and CEU offerings. You may contact me at pictureyourselfstronger at yahoo.com. That's three words together, pictureyourselfstronger at yahoo.com for more information about courses to improve workplace culture. It is essential to view these podcasts as a starting point or suggestion for building an individual or workplace practice of optimism and gratitude. And the podcast should never be used as a substitute for professional counseling or direct medical advice from a doctor or other qualified clinician. The research and review of the podcast, Gratitude and Children, is a starting point for understanding how children process and participate in a practice of gratitude. The Gratitude in the Workplace channel, podcasts, and courses are suggested approaches to implementing optimism and gratitude in the workplace. However, an assessment should be conducted by the leadership of each workplace environment to discover unmet needs among the employee population before trying to implement a practice of gratitude in the workplace or educational setting. Gratitude in the Workplace is a low-cost, no-cost program to increase social connectedness and reciprocity in the workplace or classroom. Children have developmental stages that vary with age, genetics, health, and other demographics, as well as socioeconomic and sociopolitical resources and opportunities across regions. Therefore, their ability to accept and practice gratitude will vary. Children with developmental delays and disabilities will also vary in their ability to be self-aware self-conscious, feel empathy, and practice gratitude. The research in this podcast generalizes the information across the literature review to offer a starting point and needs to be more specific to apply to all children. Educators and parents are encouraged to conduct their research and reach out to educators and doctors to understand better their child's capability to feel empathy and have a concern for the distress of others. Equally important is to help children at the appropriate developmental milestones to design a practice of gratitude that adds to their well-being and yet protects them from individuals who may use gratitude for negative uses or personal gain. The genetically based survival skills in infants prompt pro-social behaviors from immediate caregivers for survival and bonding. For example, during infancy babies have built-in cuteness, evolutionary behaviors, and sounds and smells that attract and prompt caregivers to give care, protect, and resolve the baby's unmet needs. The reciprocity of this exchange supplies and ensures survival for the infant and promotes parental and caregiver bonding. Empathy, which is a precursor to being able to feel the feelings of others, is seen in infants in contagious crying just a few days after the birth of the infant. Although unorganized and unintentional, babies become dis- distressed when they, feel, when they hear other babies cry. 
And as the baby develops, a sense of self-awareness emerges and the distrust that babies exhibit when when they're with others around them and when they are distressed, it becomes more organized and pro-social and helping behaviors begin to emerge. According to Atkins Research Group, helping behaviors are similar across cultures and that normal developing children typically begin helping others around 14 months old. According to Brownell's research, emergence of a conscious, reflective awareness of self represents one of the central social cognitive achievements of early childhood. Toddlers demonstrate their growing self-awareness as they recognize themselves in mirrors and photos, use a given name or personal pronouns to refer to themselves and claim first-person ownership. Reflective self-awareness begins in healthy children between 15 and 18 months old, and during this time, self-conscious emotions also begin to take form. Self-awareness, awareness of others, and self-consciousness are important for the development of maturing emotions and for being able to identify the actions, stress, and needs of others. The American Psychological Association defines the phenomenon of gratitude as a sense of happiness and thankfulness in response to a fortunate happenstance or tangible gift, and that gratitude begins with recognizing the goodness in one's life and realizing the source of that goodness. The CDC mentions that developmental milestones that support the development of gratitude in children begin to emerge at two years old and slowly develop through the preschool period. For example, at two years old, the child recognizes when another child is sad and pauses to try to understand the situation. At three years old, language develops into short conversations with situationally based questions about immediate concerns or needs. And at four years old, children begin to comfort others when they are sad or upset, displaying the ability to empathize with others. At five years old, there is a distinct need to help others and to think and plan actions and responses to various situations. However, children that are in preschool age cannot understand abstract emotions such as pity, greed, or gratitude. Most parents begin to model gratitude early by saying thank you appropriately, which most research agrees with the practice of modeling behavior that you desire from children because it often leads to observational learning. Albert Bandura, a famous psychologist, was known for his research on observational learning, which included how children learn aggression, simple processes, and social expectations. Parents often use a form of operant conditioning using positive and negative reinforcement for children to learn what is acceptable behavior and what is not, even though they may be too young to understand the reason behind the reward and punishment. Early modeling of gratitude leads to imitating adult behaviors for appreciation and thankfulness, which is better understood as the child matures. Gratitude is an abstract concept that relates to or involves general ideas or qualities rather than specific people, objects, or actions. Piaget, a Swiss psychologist, researched the cognitive developmental stages in children and found that there are four stages of cognitive development. The sensory motor stage, the pre-operational stage, the concrete operational stage, and the formal operational stage. Children, on average, enter the formal operational stage of development at or around age 11. According to Norte, abstract thought characterizes the formal operational stage of development. 
children can think about abstract concepts are not limited to a current time, person, or situation. The CDC states that young children may express more complex thoughts in the preteen years and are better able to express feelings through talking and are developing a stronger sense of right and wrong. Gratitude is a concept that is expressed in every culture and is related to self-concept. According to Michaelides, self-concept is one of the key uh, factors contributing to shaping a child's social behavior. He continues, encouraging a sense of gratitude in students may result in the cultivation of beneficial processes such as creativity, motivation to improve themselves, enhancing supportive relationships, and the improvement of their emotional and social behavior. In general, gratitude as a positive emotion contributes to the experience of the feeling of well-being and life satisfaction and contributes positively to a child's self-concept. As with all social expectations and behaviors, there must be balance. And with children, it is especially important to talk about their feelings of gratitude and being thankful. A practice of gratitude is a popular approach to positive psychology, but it may become ritualistic if one is not careful. For example, within the rhythm of gratitude, one seeks to find the good in each day and the source of, and the source of that good. However, it is essential to recognize the typical negative aspects of each day for personal growth and development. In other words, a practice of gratitude does not mean children should be taught to ignore their feelings and emotions. Negative situations and thoughts are part of human existence. Therefore, it's essential to acknowledge and evaluate the significance of each encounter and its importance in life. Being situationally aware, aware will help children and parents continue a practice of gratitude while protecting their best interests, values, and self-worth. Gregory stated that it's important to feel your feelings, and when experiencing a loss, try not to hinder your feelings, but grieve according to your needs and timeline. In Gregory's research, it was found that unprocessed or delayed emotional processes can cause trauma, complicated grief, and various mental health disorders. In addition, gratitude is not about comparing ourselves to others, but instead it is about recognizing personal resources, gifts, and talents, and appreciating the benefits. Through much research, it is found that the practice of gratitude has many health and um, physical benefits. For example, according to Newman, Gorman, and Mendez, trait gratitude consistently predicted lower heart rate and blood pressure, better sleep quality, ability to exercise more often, less stress, more positive expectations and reflections, and greater feelings of appreciation toward others. The benefits of consistent gratitude practice are too numerous to count. However, Dr. Rose cautions that forcing gratitude could lead to some unexpected problems. Uh, Dr. Rose stated that gratitude traps may have a detrimental impact on a child's well-being, especially if artificially induced positive and positivity causes a child to deny themselves from experiencing a full range of emotions. Being explored by others, both personally and in the classroom, is possible if the child is not situationally aware of motives and agendas. When practicing gratitude and receiving gifts of gratitude, it is essential for teachers and parents to question any un unauthentic exchanges 
or where unethical behavior is expected from receiving the award or recognition. Examples might be lying or engaging in criminal activity for a social group, friend, or loved one. Understanding the indebtedness nature of gratitude, which some may call the dark side of gratitude, does not mean that children should forego a sincere practice of gratitude for their health and well-being. However, it does mean that teachers and parents uh, try to ensure a practice of gratitude in a safe environment where unmet needs are met and within a healthy mental mindset so that expectations are less stressful and with better health outcomes. Our environment may be chaotic and stressful. However, with a situationally aware practice of gratitude, we can still enjoy moments of gratitude. Ben stated that you can have both a sense of gratitude along with feelings of sadness, confusion, and anxiety. Gratitude is a pro-social behavior that's thought of as a general appreciation for the positive things and events in one's life and those around them. Gratitude is both a state and a trait. Gratitude is sometimes a component of religious practice and cultural norms and is considered an excellent, sustainable mental health practice by healthcare professionals. Gratitude can be spontaneous or practiced as a way to enhance social connectedness and enhance relationships. The American Psychological Association defines the phenomenon of gratitude as a sense of happiness and thankfulness in response to a fortunate happenstance or tangible gift, and that also that gratitude begins with recognizing the goodness in one's life and realizing the source of that goodness. Practicing gratitude and being thankful in the home, religious setting, or at school from Preschool through K through 12 is common. However, it's not until a child is in the preteen or teen years that they begin to understand the concept of gratitude and reciprocity. Therefore, it should be important to model gratitude behavior with patience and without shame and realize that a child may miss cues to be thankful or recognize or understand the source of the good in their life. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Gratitude in Difficult Times, which is part of the Gratitude in the Workplace channel. As always, feel free to contact me with your gratitude thoughts and ideas for future podcasts. Thank you so much, Dr. Stewart. Picture yourself stronger at yahoo.com.